Holla, holla, holla. My hair blocking you, player. I was going to say, you get blocked. <laughs> <laughs> I did not get blocked. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on that a little later on. But uh, welcome into episode 105 of the Dumbmarks Podcast, your favorite Saturday brunch bunch. Back at it again. That's right. Saturday. What's going on, Nate? What's going on? Your boys are back at it. Uh, what are you drinking, Chris? What is that? Is that a little apple cider? It is a little apple cider. Oh. <laughs> you drink apple cider cold? Absolutely. No, you got to do apple cider warm. Well, I mean, there's no, it's definitely good warm, but I mean, you look like you just came off the pumpkin patch. So, I mean, it's October 1st. It is a, for me, it is officially fall. <laughs> I, I can tell by, by, by your album. It's the way it goes. How we doing? We good? Everybody all right? Mm-hmm. Got, got through another week. Blessed to be here as usual. Um, we got a we got a lot to get into, uh, shits and giggles wise. So we'll we'll pick all that up as we work through the segments of the show. Um, but I guess where I wanted to start off with, um, you know, there's some things that just print money, right? Like just print money. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. That's not a fat joke. <laughs> Could be a fat joke. Um, but yeah, no, it is, it is chubby guy season. We're starting getting the cold weather. You know, you want some extra warmth, you know, something to snuggle up to. Um, chubby guys are in. So um, add that add that to your Bumble profile, Chris. It's chubby guy season. Um, yeah, it's like that too, so. yeah. But um yeah, so what I was getting at, some things just print money, right? Um, Avatar. So if you weren't around back in 09 or you, you weren't out in the streets, as they like to say, um, the the movie that was Avatar, whenever it was released, was but it's the highest grossing movie of all time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, up until right up there, Infinity top War, two or three. Was it? Yeah. It was like every 10 years. Titanic, then Avatar, then Infinity, mm-hmm. uh, then Endgame. Endgame, Endgame right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. If you adjust for inflation and everything else, yeah. right? You know what I mean? Yeah, but, I think um, Gone with the Wind is still number one if you adjust for inflation or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> that that's three hours of just. Yeah, we're not, we're not going to go there. Um, they, they tried to cancel that movie. Um, yeah. Well, that's another topic for another day. Yeah. But, but um, so Avatar, Avatar 2 is coming out. You know, the sequel, which has been in the making since 2009, people were mm-hmm. clamoring for it. Well, last weekend, they re-released Avatar in theaters. 4K, upgraded it, everything else. Son of a bitch brought in over $30 million last weekend. Jeez. Still prints money. Like, I was skeptical on what the sequel was going to do, but after the original does $30 million on a re-release just in one weekend. Yeah. Especially whenever it's on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, mm-hmm. that movie's gonna be bananas. Like, I want to see it in theaters because you know the 4K. Um, okay, this, Nate, there's yeah. your homework, Nate. Go see. Avatar. Never got my money either, Nate. <laughs> this was a movie that I did not want to see. I thought whenever the trailer came out that it looked awful. I was like, I'm not going to see it. And every like people that I trust their opinion on movies, they were like, No, you got to go see this movie. And I went and saw it and actually enjoyed it. I yeah, waited until it came out. Myself. I waited till it came out and rented it, and I'm indifferent. It wasn't good. It wasn't bad. So, wow, wow, you got blue wow. people. I'm not. 
Oh, so you? Oh, you? You got, he got blue? He got blue oh. people, but you watch Marvel. <laughs> Who? Yeah, he's got, he's got one blue guy. Starting off Saturday with racism. <laughs> he's wearing a black and white shirt. Like, come on, this guy. But yeah, I just I saw that, and I'm like, Jesus. Like, I can. I wonder what they're projecting the sec the sequel to actually do because for that to pull in thirty million, um, dude, it's, it's pretty pretty damn impressive. Disney, Speak- Disney doesn't buy stuff and expect to lose money on it. Well, speaking of Disney buying stuff and making money on it, um, if you live under a rock or just don't pay attention to this type of stuff, um, it was announced this week via Ryan Reynolds on his personal Twitter account that Hugh Jackman will be playing and reprising his role as Wolverine in Deadpool 3. And as you can tell from the title of the show, yeah, sure, Ryan. Um it damn near broke the internet whenever it dropped on, I believe, Wednesday, Wednesday night, Thursday, Wednesday night, because they followed up with another one Thursday. Yeah. Um, and it, it, that, that's all everybody was talking about. Like, I can't wait. wait. I can't wait for this. Yeah. Because the two is going to play off each other so well. Oh, yeah. The, the shit they do as, as real life friends to each other <laughs> is hilarious. Like, and now you're going to give them free reign. To go on and make a movie and add that banter back and forth, like they got to be like kids in a candy store, super excited to make this movie. Like, mm-hmm. love the Deadpool movies. <laughs> Just think that he's the same character and everything, because that—that's one thing that I always hear about Ryan Reynolds. There, no, he, he plays got, the same character in every movie. That's not true. I don't think so. I don't. Um, no, he got, I mean it's, he got death. it's comedy, but. He got depth. I mean, he's not, you know, he's not as rangy as Denzel, but I mean he got he got depth. He can he can hit different roles. Yeah. He um can. but yeah, that this now I need I need Hugh to wear the yellow costume. I need it to be the like the the animated cartoon Wolverine. Um in some yes. sort of capacity. Something yes. tells me, yeah, I was gonna say something tells me you'll see. At least the scene. <laughs> they gonna do it right because that's what they do. That's what that's what that movie does. Like they like to play off of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They'll now, probably go now, to the closet, put it on real quick. Like, what you think of this? <laughs> nah, then go back in and get something more modern. Get the get the jean jacket out again, or the leather yeah. jacket, whatever he wore. Next mm-hmm. Yeah, the leather jacket. Now, before they made the announcement, I saw rumors. It was either this week or or last week. Um, about him coming back and playing Wolverine in uh, Secret Wars. Um, so I don't know if we're going to see him prior to Deadpool coming out or if he'll be introduced in Deadpool and then be in a couple other movies afterwards. have no idea what that will mean for him or the X-Men as a whole because we're supposed to start getting them sprinkled in here coming up in the, in the MCU um, but it'll it'll be interesting to see how they they bring everybody in, how it plays off, and where it goes. But th- this this pairing is tremendous. Like yes, it is. Deadpool one and two are great. They're hilarious. They're some of my favorite Marvel movies, even though they're not technically Marvel, but now they are Marvel. Yeah. Um, so this is just icing on a cake for a third one that I was already looking for. That's exactly how they ended it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
And they already they did touch on the fact that even though Wolverine dies and Logan, they're not they're not touching on that at all. This is that's completely separate. That's set in the future. So a little bit of uh story and plot line there for you. Um because I saw a lot of people a lot of I saw a lot of diehards up in arms about that too. Like, how can you bring him back? He died in Logan. It's like, come on now. <laughs> Here we go. We're the multiverse. We're the multiverse. Here we go. Can't, can't please everybody. There we Time go. travel. <laughs> <laughs> Donald's favorite thing, time travel. Yep. Speaking of which Speaking of which, time travel is real. I don't know if you saw the article or not that came out this week. Did you see scientists? They were able to send a particle back in time. Were they watching Quantum Leap? No, they weren't watching Quantum Leap, but that that show got a reboot, and I may tune in for it because the original Quantum Leap was great. You're a couple Um, episodes behind already. Yeah, I know. Um, I think you might be the one man on here that did that. (laughs) That tunes in. I'm not watching that. <laughs> no, no. Did you I watch the original? Watched, yeah. I mean, I, oh yeah, I watched the original. Yeah. I watched the original. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I barely watch wrestling. There's no way I'm so, starring in Quantum Leap. So, but yeah, so time time travel is officially a thing now, Donald. Like you can't you can't be mad whenever they add it in. So I need really to see to see you. I need to see these scientists. I need to see this process with my own two eyes to believe. Seeing is believing. Is this, is this going to be like whenever they cloned the sheep and, you know, that was like all the news and then 30 years later we haven't heard a damn thing about cloning sheep since? <laughs> hey, the, the, fact that, the fact that they sent a particle back in time and then also there was a fully intact dinosaur embryo from like 27 million years ago found. Um, we're headed towards Jurassic Park, so strap your boots in because <laughs> it's You're supposed to have flying cars right now it's about to get real weird out here <laughs> i hope it's real so i can send myself back to uh may 2006 and stop myself from doing something that's causing my problems today watch it more and we'll just leave it and we'll just leave it as that was that the first time you entered a pen pal letter from the brink <laughs> 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 I think next episode of Dumb Marks After Dark, we might have to dive into what happened in 2006. <laughs> Put him in the COVID clutch, and his back ain't been right since. Uh, uh, all right. Anybody got anything else intro wise they want to get into? I didn't. I didn't catch anything gaming wise or anything. Dave, you okay? Dave, we, listen. If we're gonna have a Doctor Phil session, we'll we'll break out the couch and sit down and talk about stuff. Mm-hmm. We're here. Yeah, okay. we'll bring the ball on. Right. I got no shame in my game. I, I went to therapy on Thursday night. Felt great. It was it was uh, you know I'm there I'm there once a month um, as needed. So let, if you need to you need to vent, let's go. I'm here for it. Um, mental health is wealth, as they say. So. But with that, anything else gaming wise? I didn't pay attention to nothing gaming news this week. I don't know if anything happened or not. Um, Google Stadia shutting down. Yeah. So what I saw you said. So what is that? I, like <laughs> you and everybody else in the world. That's their online platform. So it's like where you can play a video <laughs> game online. But then like, so you have like the Google Chromecast at home. You play it on there, and then you just have like a Bluetooth controller mm-hmm. synced up to it. So it's 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 what Netflix is trying to get into with their streaming games. So they, they've been there for a couple years now. 
Yeah. I mean, you're not cracking those top three, so don't mm-hmm. even try to get into the market. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. Well, they that's got into the market. They got into the market, but never marketed that they're in the market because <laughs> I've never heard of this until now when they're shutting it down. <laughs> it wasn't nothing to clamor about. Heard of it, but, uh, yeah. it, it was nothing to clamor about. I honestly don't know like what games they had or anything like that. You know, if it was even worth it at all. I think they had what Assassin's Creed. I think that was like their big one whenever it launched. But everybody had Assassin's Creed, so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there we go. So, did you like it? Like, was like that? That was like the one thing I've wondered. Like, how is the streaming of the game? Like, is it <laughs> is it pretty legit? No, it probably lags like you're on AOL dial-up from back in the 90s. What's going on, Kenny? How you doing today? So they had Destiny. Okay. Uh, I don't trust anything other than a game system. Very true. I'm like Amazon, I'm not logging on to play that. Amazon has the same thing, so. I'm not logging on. I don't trust it. What does Amazon call theirs? Aria? Yeah, I think that's what it is. And then, I mean, Netflix announced, what, two years ago they were getting in the game, and they, they're just slowly getting into it, you know? It, yeah, you haven't heard anything You yeah. haven't heard anything more about that. They've, la- they've launched some games to play on Netflix, but it's very limited. and Hard to tap that out there. Yeah. Hard to tap that market, especially yeah, with, um, Luna. Especially with okay. Game Pass, especially with Game Pass going around. Hard to tap that market. Yeah. Pause. That's what she said. Um, yeah. Well. Uh, hey. Rest in peace to Stadia. Had a, had a had a hell of a run. Um, <laughs> you're you're gone before anybody missed you. So. Hell of a run. You've never heard of it. A hell of a run. <laughs> Get that God of War coming out November 9th. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they brought up so, six seasons of movie. If you're a Community fan, they officially announced. Uh, there's going to be a made-for-TV movie on Peacock. No, no release date yet, but everybody coming back. They ha- I think uh, Joel, <laughs> Ma- Joel McHale is going to be a producer. I think I saw, so he's guaranteed to come back. But they haven't really said anybody else. So hopefully, everybody comes back for it. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to deep dive too long into this, but since we are officially in the month of October, Black Adam comes out October twenty-first. Does this does this does this movie have to succeed in order to save DC? Hundred percent. No. Like this is their this is their make or break point, right? Like if this is the shits, then nobody should ever go see a DC movie again. No, because I feel like Marvel's at a at a down is falling off. I'm with Jason. But is DC Mo- really movie, there? To... Movie wise, Marvel's falling off, or yes. series wise? Movie wise. What was the last Marvel movie to come out? Thor. 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 I just watched yeah, that. Like Thor. I didn't watch that yet. No, I did. I, I did not like Thor at all. Oh, see, I was the opposite. I loved it. But Thor's. I think Thor's always one of those movies that some people like, some people don't like. You know, like that's. I'm. I'm even talking from the first movie. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people didn't like that. <laughs> I was. I've been a Thor fan, so I'm expecting to like this, but I don't know. I didn't like. I didn't love Ragnarok though. Me neither. So I like, yeah, Kenny said for sure because they made it a big deal at San Diego mm-hmm. Comic Con. Nate said, "What about what about the Batman?" So the the Batman for me, 
I enjoyed the Batman. I did, even though it was super long. I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. That. I, you know, I was not a fan at all. It's one that I will go back and rewatch. So the fact that I'm going back to rewatch a DC, you know, a DC movie says a lot about it. But there, like Kenny said, the hype for this Black Adam movie has been two years in the making. I mean, you have a hell of a cast assembled for it. Um, the press went. The press run has been great. It's the rock, so you know he makes money too. He brings he he's something that always prints money, right? Yeah. Um his move all his movies aren't good, but the man prints True. money, right? The rock isn't a selling point for me. Like you tell me the rocks, and I'm like, okay, that's a, that's a that's a that's a plus, but it's not the reason I'm going to see the movie. Yeah, and because it's the rock. For me, I'm wondering what this movie is it gonna catch the casual fan. I know the rock is in it, but Black Adam's not a out there character yeah. like Superman or Batman mm-hmm. is going to pull those people in just because you got DC on it don't mean it's going to pull people in I think because it's The Rock it's going to get some casual fans that's where I was going to go yeah. The Rock will bring in casual people yeah like you know, like yeah people that don't necessarily want to go see a DC movie they're just going to go see it because oh, it's The Rock <laughs> The Rock is always playing The Rock <laughs> <laughs> He's another one. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But I did. Did you see the the newest trailer? Um, that they that they put out. It gave more. It gave more insight into the movie itself. Um, I didn't watch it because at this point, honestly, uh, I'm gonna go see it. So, like I'm only imagine the other characters they're introducing into film, like Hawkman and Doctor Fate. Right. <laughs> I'm interested in seeing how this fits in because technically it should fit in with the Shazam universe, right? But yes, Shazam was such a an an Ant Man style movie for DC, where it, comedic. It, it, yeah, it was very comedic. It wasn't complete. It had its serious parts. Mm-hmm. It was but, Thor, yeah. not with Thor. I guess the second Thor would, or maybe Ragnarok. Even Ragnarok, and, Ragnarok and, yeah. I mean, there, that was yeah, not even, even the second one. Yeah, probably Ragnarok. Yeah, even loving but, you know, even this last one, Love and Thunder, was the same style as Ragnarok yeah. with the the comedy in that. Like, so yeah, I'm, yeah. So I'm interested to in seeing if with Shazam and Black Adam, how if are they going to tie anything together, or are they going to be more just both standalones right now, and then maybe come together at some point? But I like Shazam. Shazam's actually one of the few DC movies I actually liked. Okay. Yeah, and I mean with with DC pausing their stuff and pulling stuff. I mean after Black Adam, we have what that we know of Aquaman two and Shazam two, right? Like. What else do we have that that DC is announced that they're going to put out there? Dude, um, the past couple movies have been serious. I mean, outside of probably Thor, but Doctor Strange. Nah, that was there was like certain things that took me out of Doctor Strange. Well, if you're not into the 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 mythical monster creature. Realm stuff that's gonna pull you yeah, out. But all that stuff with Wanda was was dark. Yeah, Wanda was serious. Yeah. Oh, she killed it. Yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier was serious. Yeah, that was a series. Loki. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess so. Yeah, if you're, I mean, if you're going based on movies like besides Infinity War and Endgame, which wrapped up ten years of movies, like. Mm-hmm. And here's the storytelling. I guess you know you got to reset. I think you're gonna get, you're gonna get back to Marvel being serious again because one, uh, Wakanda two yeah. comes out next month, November. 
And mm-hmm. that to me is gonna kick off. I to, can't imagine anything funny in that movie. Yeah. And that that I'm so pumped for that. Like I, I can't wait um for that to come out. So anybody know the release date on that one? That's November. I want to say it's towards uh, the end of November, maybe. So Thanksgiving scene. Yeah. Which would be smart if they do it around that time because, yeah. you know, more money. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, I think Black Adam has to be a success. Looking forward to that. Definitely not serious, but looking yeah, forward looking to the forward season to it. Peacemaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that surprised me that I enjoyed that. I love Peacemaker. Yeah. That, that was so well done. John Cena is absolutely that character through and through. Such um, a fitting role for him, too. Yeah. This is and and this is what this is what my hesitation is with Black Adam with The Rock. Like The Rock is The Rock, which we all acknowledge that. Black Panther mm-hmm. 2 uh November 11th. Pun intended. Um, yeah. <laughs> the Rock is The Rock, pun intended. So like I think he waited to step into the superhero realm because he wanted to uh, wait for the, the right character for him. But I don't know if I can like lose myself like I did with Cena. Like Cena to me, Peacemaker. Whenever I see Cena as Peacemaker, I don't think John Cena. I think Peacemaker, right? So like I don't want to be watching this movie, looking at The Rock, like okay, this is The Rock, and it, like not Black Adam. You know, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like so, like if he if he sticks true to not, not true to character, but doesn't. You know, pull out the if he's just straight serious. The people's eyebrow come out. Yeah, of don't, don't give me. I don't want to see a rock bottom. Oh, <laughs> every movie there's a rock bottom. <laughs> <laughs> if he just plays straight serious, I'm I'll, I'll, I'll take it for what it is. You didn't like. You I didn't hope he... the rock bottom was Shaz- was Black Adam's finishing maneuver on Shazam. <laughs> I hope I I hope and I hope he pulls it off to where like by the time I leave the movie and it's over with. I'm talking about Black Adam, and I'm not talking about The Rock playing Black Adam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I, that's going to be a hard task for him, just because of the personality that he is and who he's been for so many years. Like, I think that's where playing a superhero can may not be the best for him because of that larger than life personality that he commands. So it'll be interesting, but hopefully the movie's good. Great cast. Um. Has he played a serious role since Walking Tall? Has he played what since Walking Tall? Has he played a serious role since Walking Tall? But it was like a cop in Fast and the Furious, like the agent. Was that? Yeah, I mean Hobbs, Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, I mean I never really watched those. The Hobbs and Shaw was good. That spinoff was great. Um, Yeah, I mean for the most part, it's been like him and Kevin Hart on the movie run. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like yeah, the Jumanjis. they just had the, the superhero show. Yeah. yeah. I think that's on HBO yeah. Max now, too. Might watch that today with the kids. Okay. Let me know how that is if you do. All right. Well, speaking of movies, uh, Hocus Pocus 2. <laughs> Did you watch <laughs> it? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't watch it, but it's a. You didn't do a double feature? No. No. Come on. No. <laughs> have you guys all seen it? No, I didn't watch it yet. You know, you've seen Hocus Pocus 1? Oh, absolutely! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Watched that millions of times. Yeah, last last year, last year was the first year that Kendall watched Hocus Pocus. She loved um, it. Yeah, she liked it. 
Um, she doesn't seem as excited for the second one, so I don't, I don't know. She's, she's more like classic for our generation more than anything. Does it hold up? Because if I go in and watch the first time, I'm gonna be like, you know what, this is trash. Nothing ever holds up for you though, because you always talk about the hype, you know. So everybody hypes it up for you. It's, I think it is one of those movies that you need to see as a kid Mm -hmm. and appreciate as you get older. Yeah, from what from like that to Chris's point, like I watched it again last year with her, and like it held up from the standpoint of it took me back to however old I was whenever I watched it the first time. Like, yeah. you know, if I'm watching it as as you know an adult today, will I go, oh, this is amazing and awesome? Probably not. Yeah, but probably not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it it holds up from that standpoint that it takes you directly back to wherever you were at that point in time whenever you saw it as a kid so because there i mean there's some things that i like and don't like in the story you know it's but for the most part it's a good movie and that i enjoy and it's like one of those ones that i look forward to watching every halloween yeah so no but my my like my daughter donald she's getting more into the horror stuff and the, the so like she has you know, she has her list that she wants to run off and watch. Free Forum started this morning at like 7 a.m. with their month-long bit. Uh, Edward, Edward Scissorhands kicked off the kicked off the the month. Which is a great movie and one that my daughter actually wants to watch. Um, the Witches came on right after that, and that's the original. The Witches is great. The remake sucked, but the original The Witches was tremendous. How long um, have they been doing that? Like, I never thought that was a horror movie. The witches? <laughs> it's it's <laughs> Halloween. That's, Man, it, 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 yeah. it's stuff on free form. They yeah. show it's in that's, that's child's play stuff. You don't watch that. Well, I mean, you're that's, not that's one of surprised Jason hasn't seen Hocus Pocus because it's like like free form ABC Family, whatever it's been over the years. It's like they've been doing this 31 days of Halloween for over a decade now. It's like I've never seen the nightmare before Christmas. It's the same. You're not alone in that. That, but that's that's my daughter's favorite. Jack is her favorite. So that that a lot is of people do. That will be watched this year. Um, just just you got you watch it as a Halloween movie, or do you watch it as a Christmas movie? I would watch it as a Halloween movie. That's a Halloween movie. It's good. Well, we've had this debate on this show before about <laughs> you know it's Die Hard a Christmas movie. We're we, we're not going down that road right now. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, anybody got anything else intro-wise? Nope. All right, let's jump into Bell to Bell. All right, all right. Big week. Oh, I don't want to say big week in pro wrestling, depending on how you look at it. Um, I think this week for me, personally, was more forgettable than rememberable as far as what was put on screen. Uh, from the week that was with the various companies out there. So, um, I didn't watch everything, but when I saw it was forgettable. Well, since we have uh, Jason wearing a Soraya slash page shirt over there, let's just start there on Wednesday night. Soraya, I know I said Soraya earlier, but it's it's (laughs) Soraya. How they've been butchering that name, doesn't everybody know it's (laughs) Soraya? JR last night could not get, he was just. Having a hard time on Rampage to the point where he just stopped saying it. Um, so <laughs> we'll see how that plays out. But um, that was that was a big big topic of conversation coming out of Wednesday night. Um, and 
for me personally, and she admitted to this afterwards on, on Thursday, uh, she sounded super rusty on the mic. The promo didn't really do anything. Um, it was just there for a segment. Um, I didn't like the segment. I didn't like how they presented it. Um, you know, you, and can we please stop with naming everything a revolution now? Like, yeah. can we, please, like, let, let's find a different term. Okay. Like how many, how many revolutions are we going to have? All right. Cody coined it in the beginning of AEW and it, it was what it was. It fit because it was brand new and everything else. But now like enough with the revolution tagline, let's find something else because you're not doing revolution whenever it's been done. How many times already? It just doesn't, doesn't do anything for me from that standpoint. She brought out those women and I was just like, this, these are the women that you bring out for the segment. Like, I don't know if those are the only women. That, now I know the whole hurricane situation not everybody had to be there on wednesday so maybe that's how why that played out the way it was but so then um, don't do it yeah. that way yeah you like, know don't like call, don't call out the, like, this doesn't don't call like out the, 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 the entire women's locker room and you only have the you only have the good guy the good girls come out and then the heels follow out by themselves separately like don't i'll give you that dave i did i did like that now the i don't want to jump off of this to talk about the match, but the match itself, Tony Storm or Tony and, and Serena, they got uh roughly eleven minutes, um, which is a long TV TV match, mm-hmm. right? And it was a hell of a match, great match, like high quality work. I Two don't need the I, I don't need the middle rope pile driver anymore. Like let's not do that move. Um, that was like cringy, um, and that's more just me worrying about. Tony possibly injuring somebody on that because yeah. her short pile driver finisher looks nasty whenever she does it. But that if you're giving me that type of quality wrestling in the women's division in AEW, great. But how many women do they have to put those types of matches on? Which is circles back to the issues with the women's division in AEW. Maybe. <laughs> Did I enjoy what? Willow and Hater. Another one, yes. Last, that last night. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was that. a physical, brutal banger of a match. Like I let them two go at it again. I, I really enjoyed that match from them two last night. But I liked so both like both of them anyway. Yeah. So that that's good that they had a good match. Yeah, and JR put Willow over to the moon. Like he mm-hmm. made her out to be a superstar last night. So I like if you're gonna push her, great. But if you're if you're gonna have her hanging out in Ring of Honor, we don't know when they're coming on TV. That's yeah. not really yeah. a good look either. Put her in the mix. Is he saying anything wrong? No. Um great character. Mm-hmm. Even that's starting to run a little stale for me though. Mm-hmm. Like I like, yeah. People are into her right now. Yeah, they became Willow too. They were they were they were split fifty fifty for a minute. Yeah, the the wrestling from the women's division in AEW this week was great. Yeah, you you get that, you know, showcase that more. Mm-hmm. But the promo and the segment and the back and forth and who came out, it just it, it all that fell. Fell way off the mark for me. Then it, but it then can it get better. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. it's her first promo back. I mean, yeah, she does like twitch and stuff, so she's still talking a lot. But 
the skin back in front of the crowd. Maybe it'll take a week or two just for her to get back into normal rhythm of it. But like you put her out there and you get you immediately get the back and forth with her and Brit, mm-hmm. which is fine. But when you're looking at that, it's like besides Brit, they really don't have nobody on that level. Mike Wise. Mike wise, attention grabbing wise, star power wise. And that and you're talking, you're coming up on your three-year anniversary show next week for Dynamite. And the fact mm-hmm. that you can only say that about one woman in three years is not a good look on how you've booked the women. Mm-hmm. I'll give Jade the not a little bit of the nod that she's at least attention grabbing, but yeah. not there yet. As good as Brit is. But so much of that for Jade is her is her physique and mm-hmm. her aura. Mm-hmm. Like when she walked out for the very first time, that physique, like that's attention grabbing. Like, yeah. yes, that's gonna get you to stop and watch what she's gonna do. But it's the rest of it that has to follow up once you get once you peel back that first layer. It's like, all right, yeah. well, what else are you giving me now? Right. And I just feel like they haven't done they haven't done the women the 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 just do that they deserve and once you besides Brit once you lose a title you're basically forgotten yeah yeah Sheeta was the hottest thing ever we talked about her and Bailey carrying the divisions for each mm-hmm. respective company during the pandemic yeah. and once she lost the belt to Brit it's been a non thing yeah. for Sheeta and and the same like you said, same thing for Britt. There's no reason that because Britt isn't the champion that she can't go out there and cut a promo. Same thing for Nala. It's like they... It, it's it's just, I just don't understand. To Jade. Yeah, and Nyla and Jade, do I want to see it? Yeah, because I think Jade will have to step up her wrestling to go one-on-one with Nyla. But uh, Nyla in the ring is... She can wrestle in the ring, like, but you have a, a, a heel versus a heel, so it's like, who do I who, like? Who am I gonna root for in that situation? Like, neither one of them are gonna turn babyface coming out of this program, so what's the point in having the program? They says, I mean, as far as Bailey, WWE has no talkers either. I feel like the women lack conviction in promos, not a bash, just an observation. Bailey's not a talker either. Bailey's a way better talker than what mm. she was. Bailey gets my attention when she talks, though. Mm. She might not be hitting home runs with a promo each week, but I think she gets the job done. And Bailey's, I think the way Bailey talks on the microphone fits her character. Mm-hmm. Like, you got Bailey, you got Becky. Charlotte hasn't been around in months. Mm hmm. Sasha, Sasha mm-hmm. that's all you got. Yeah, Walker was. Yeah, Ronda I mean, can't do it. Natalia can't do it. You run through yeah. the list now. Shana, Ronda, Shana Liv, Shana could, Natalia. Yeah, Shayna's not great on the mic, but Shayna doesn't need to be great on the mic either. Alexa used to do it. Yeah, Alexa yeah, used Alexa, to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Used to. She's there for the comedic timing. 
Now, if we're, if we're talking about this women's revolution and and, and it's going to be sparked and women are going to be featured more, et cetera, et cetera, what are you looking okay. to do? How would how would you how would you book this women's revolution? Who would you feature? Who where would you go? Who would you put together in a feud? Like where would you go right now? Given the given the the current roster, obviously Thunder Rosa is still out because of injury. But where would you where would you go with it? <laughs> do like AEW do all the time and put a tournament on. Let me feature some girls. Yeah, there's that mute button now. <laughs> oh, no, not for me. Because I didn't watch AEW anything this week. The hell with that promotion. You have Britt. You have uh, Athena. You have Tony. Uh, I put Penelope in there. Um, Willow and Hater. In a what? Just in, in like, as your, your main. As your five. That as we always call it. Okay. I'd like to see Sheeta added back in the mix. I was gonna say Sheeta. Yeah, you gotta Divas. take the, the the best that you have. And it's like whenever they who did um who did what was it um Madison Rain when she came in a few weeks ago mm-hmm. who did she wrestle in her opening match? That wasn't Willow, was it? I don't uh, remember. But she had a good match, and it was just like you had someone, the veteran versus the young mm-hmm. talent, and that's what I would like to see more of. You know, just let let it be. You know, the balance. You know, help them out and get them over. I think the problem is though you don't have a lot of veterans. It, like, what, how do you classify a veteran? I think I would classify like- Sheeta. I would classify Athena. I would class. I would put Britain there. Um, Deeb, obviously, you know, Tony Deeb. Yeah, where's Mercedes Martinez at? Where's she been at? Is Diamante at, still in the company? Yeah, she just wrestled. Yeah, she just uh, fought Jade. Jade. Okay. She just wrestled Jade Grand last Slam, week uh-huh. at Grand Slam. I mean, there's there's plenty of women. Why know, is Kiera Hogan not wrestling? Like, there's I, there's is she injured? <laughs> I think I might have heard that she was injured. I know Red Velvet was injured. I didn't think Kiara was injured. I don't think Kiara was injured. Yeah, I, th- I think there's there's definitely plenty of young talent. It's just showcasing them. Where the hell is Abaddon? Yeah, I was about to say. Eh, I don't need Abaddon, but yeah. Jesus. But it's unique. It's something it's unique. that the yeah. roster could use. It's unique. It's different. She's like, she's, com- she's completely changed up her physique and yeah. look. Like she looks amazing now. I, like, I haven't even seen her since months. So. Yeah, I mean, she's had a couple of dark matches here, but like, she's nowhere to be found. I mean, she's a character. To me, she could be like the female Darby Allen. You know, where you can get people behind her, like wanting to see her each week or every Ooh. couple of weeks. Yeah, that that faded fast. <laughs> this is her WrestleMania. Is that why she's getting in shape? <laughs> I just, I mean, <coughs> stat later Madison, when she comes back. Yeah, there's potential. It's yeah. just not utilized. I mean, Madison rumor is that they want to build up a woman show. I mean, it's is not that being utilized. You guys want to see? I'll watch. 
I would, but if you're if you're gonna do a woman's show, if, if you're gonna have Matt, if you brought Madison in to to like oversee the women and, and be a coach and and that and you know you got her and Deeb and and if you if you give it back to Omega because I don't even know if he still is. I was gonna say is Omega and Cheetah still like, running the women's division or is it Madison now? That's that's what I mean. We we have no idea. So like you got you got to establish that continuity up top. Or is and then Soraya gonna come in and I mean if you're gonna have her come in and, and you're gonna placate to her and, and get more TV time for women because you brought her in, okay, great. I'm all for that. But what are you gonna do with it? Cause you really haven't done anything for anybody. <laughs> There's not a beside I mean, Thunder and Brit was the, the last like feud storyline that mattered in the women's division. Yeah. And I was excited to see what Jamie and Britt was going to do, but they've even cooled off on that. So mm-hmm. like where are you where are you going with that stuff now? That's that, that's like an afterthought. It didn't even happen. Because like you said, since she's lost the title, she just hasn't been focused at all. It's like if you're not going to put her in the focus, you can't have Jamie turn on her and make it mean something. And if the people are clamoring for Jamie, which they are, then mm-hmm. having her go over on Brit just elevates Jamie up even more. It mm-hmm. doesn't hurt Brit. That's that's mm-hmm. how you use people. That's how one yeah. goes over, one gets mm-hmm. over. That's Bully Ray's famous line. One goes over, one gets over. If you're not accomplishing that with the stories that you're telling and the matches you're having, then you've failed. You've done nothing but just put people out there to take up time and space. Yeah. As the promotion is ran now, I just see it as all talk. I, I do. I see it as all talk. Until they confer with the three Hogans, too, what they want to do. So. The three Hogans. <laughs> the Trinity? The Trinity. <laughs> <laughs> Until TK confers with them, I don't believe anything that they said. So that's just how I am now with this promotion. Um, the, the other thing that I liked from Wednesday night was the MJF and Willer Uta stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm at least getting the foundation of a story. MJF's pretty much the only good thing going in the company right now. I'm not, I'm not really there for a whole lot other than MJF. <coughs> moment. Oh, what you didn't like Jared Hogan bookending the show <laughs> from the front and the back with an appearance from Moxley Hogan in the middle. I mean, it took all three spots. There was one match I didn't watch. Guess what match it was that I didn't watch? <laughs> the main event. <laughs> hey, it, and I know Jericho is getting the bad rap right now, but he gave the rub to Bandito on Wednesday night. That's true. He took, he took all his he took all his signature shit. And everything else is a fifty-plus man out there making making him shine on his first mm-hmm. night and first match in the company. Like I can't fault Jericho for that. And Jericho was on AEW Unrestricted this week, and he was talking like that's the that's the goal now. I have X number of years left. I got to build up and get as many young people over as possible. So when I'm done, there's more that are left behind me. So. If he's going to stick to that and actually do it, great. Does that mean that he has to lose every match to do it? No. Like, no. I felt Wednesday night was a fantastic job of him putting Bandito over. And so I was skeptical have- of the match when they announced it. I'm like, this isn't going to work. Bandito works way too fast. He does 
the high spots and everything else, like how are they going to pull that match out? And sure enough, Jericho being the ring veteran that he is, you may shit on him all you want, but the man knows how to work a match. He fucking pulled it off on Wednesday night. Tell me you want more championships without telling me you want more championships. That's my goal to put young people over. Okay. I think the ROH title thing. All right. The match was good. You put Bandito over. I'm not mad at that. Bandito, former Ring of Honor champion, if fit. Where, where you're going with ROH right now. The anti-ROH guy that's coming in to destroy the honor and the legacy of the company that was built on honor and respect. I'm all for that storyline. However, why didn't you give me that before he wrestled Claudio? Yeah. Don't, you know what I mean? Like then at least (coughs) he has, you've, you've given me what your intentions are and why, why you're going after the champ and why Claudio would want to have that match against you. So now does Bring of Honor original Daniel uh, Brian Danielson have to come in and take the title from Jericho? Because to me, it should be Jericho drops it to whoever they want to be the face of Ring of Honor. But Garcia. I wouldn't mind that. I, I see it being da- Danielson, though. See well, we know he's not going to be able to wrestle and beat Punk as an ROH champion, so that's how it's <laughs> CM Hogan will have something to say about that. <laughs> He's done. He, I mean, everything that is saying that he's going to get bought out and we won't see him wrestle ever again. It's all work so, to Donald. It's all talk. <laughs> no, but I mean, I'm I, like, give me, give me the storyline that you're going to do. I'm, I'm okay with it. Like, the sports entertainer, the guy that has no respect, that's going to cheat to win the <coughs> Ring of Honor, not get, not do the Ring of the Honor Honor Code handshake before the match. Like, I'm okay. That's what you want to do. Great. Like I can get on board with it because Jericho can pull it off, but you should have done it before he wrestled Claudio. So yeah. the intentions were known, not three weeks later after a main event promo to, to close the show. Like the timing of it made no sense. It would have been better too. If, uh, if it was on like a ring of honor show, like we were yeah. talking about last week. Like, hey, I'm the entertainer coming into your show to take your title. <laughs> have we have we heard the good news? <laughs> What's the good news? <laughs> Look, my my two cents. On, this is not where I wanted to go with it, but we we got we listen to our audience here, so. My two cents on CM Punk for me, and I felt this way since he started out in WWE ECW. He's just overrated. He's been overrated his entire career. Agreed. I've never been on the Punk bandwagon. I've never been on the Punk hype train. I've never been the... Why are you clamoring for this guy that's been gone for seven years where you continuously chant his name? Like, I've never seen it with Punk. I don't get it. I never got it. Don't think I ever will get it. And you can ban me and not listen to the show anymore if that's your take, but it is what it is. Like, to me, he's not He's not a top five. He's not a top ten. I just – No. I like we're having another rivalry, 
Well, you're from Chicago, so you're brainwashed. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like that's you know what I mean. Like that's that's your guy. Like it is what it is. I'm not mad at you for having your guy be your guy, but like the the hype surrounding him, he, he just never he was never on that level. <laughs> <laughs> the first message of the day. Well, hey. <laughs> I, this is a little coffee and not tea, but I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. Like, I, I like Punk. I've I've been a fan of his since I watched him. But it, the one thing I, I will agree with you on that was said on this show multiple times in the past year is that in AEW he shouldn't have been booked as the guy, but as an attraction. And you could even while he was injured, he could still be <coughs> an attraction. And you know it's. Booking him as the guy was the wrong call the whole time. He, there's just levels to the game, and to me, he's not on the the Rock Did, Austin Flair no. Hogan. Like he's just not on. He's just not. He's no. not there. No, he's not even climbing Mount Rushmore. He's he's at the bottom looking up, watching. Yeah. Only thing I'm going to say is, uh, go back and watch our show whenever he first came out on AEW. First, <laughs> and that will explain everything that I have to say. So I'm not even gonna waste my time with him. So in post production, I have to do that little uh, transition <laughs> clip right in between. <laughs> so that that's that's the thoughts on CM Punk. We'll leave that be. I mean, he's he's gone. He's over with him. Like I'm done. That's the last time I'm talking about Punk. Like I'm I'm not doing it no more. Um, okay. Yeah. Um. We all know Donald's feelings on that. <laughs> right. He could have been with Dan, with Brian, with uh, Daniel Bryan is right now, or Brian Danielson is right now. He could have been. He could have been with. He could have been with Sting. Yeah. Is yeah. nah, Sting will his welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Sting has worn out his welcome. <laughs> no, but from the attraction standpoint, you don't need like when it, whenever he. I said I'm done talking about then. punk, and I'm still talking about <laughs> punk. <laughs> but when he first came in and was wrestling, like the what was it, Lee Moriarty and uh, like and Darby Lee, Darby and not like yeah, that was good. It's fine. Let it ride. MJF, you elevate MJF. Great. What Jericho's talking about doing is what Punk could have been doing too, the whole time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. And, and here's the thing. You have a three-year anniversary show, but you don't have Kenny and the Bucks on it. <laughs> so, or I don't know how that how that's going to come off. Um, It'll be a TK show. <laughs> And it's going to be, do you see, there's going to be a 15 minute uh, overrun on the episode? Not a debut. So. But then they officially announced Battle of the Belts will be live on Friday night instead of taped and then aired on Saturday. I'll be watching Aaron Judge. Um, Anything else? Anything else AEW wise? Do we have any thoughts on uh, Andrade versus Preston Vance? So I'm glad you brought this up because I didn't know if we were going to get into this or not. And I don't know if they turned a, a shoot into a work or a work into a shoot. Um, but work. The fact that they're, 
What was that? Andrade <laughs> tweeted out that he wasn't unhappy. Was that a real? Was that a real tweet? Or was that something that was just like a fan made thing? What <laughs> bring out Lidalo? Yeah, yeah. No, that, I think that was him. All right. So I, you don't know if he is unhappy or not. I think yeah, Hunter yeah, being be in the work. game. I, I think Hunter being in the game over there and him being married to Charlotte. That that all ties into him going back to WWE if he is really unhappy. Another guy they 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 dropped the ball with him. Mm-hmm. They absolutely ruined everything about him. His run has been unfor it's been it's been unforgettable. Or forgettable. Forgettable. It's been forgettable. Mm-hmm. Um I can't name one feud that he's been in. You know, has he had some good matches? Yeah, he's had some good matches. Honestly, the only feud that I that I remember is him and Darby, and I was not in I did not enjoy it. <coughs> oh, that uh coffin match. The coffin match was terrible. <laughs> coffin match we get once every that was uh, the one here, right? Him and didn't him and Kenny wrestle? I think, I felt like him and Kenny had a good match. I don't remember. But I mean he's like Again, it's a, it's a debut that got a pop that people were excited about, and you've done nothing with it. Yep. So, I mean, he, he was definitely a Triple H guy in NXT, so Vince didn't treat him right on the main roster all that well. So, may, if he would go back, maybe he, he would. Be, they they wanted to try to make him, I think, the next Del Rio in WWE, and it just it never worked. Not that it didn't I, work. I, I enjoyed it, but. I think that you did you 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 tweet out free Idolo and then you're putting your career on the line next week. Just says everything you need to know about booking in AEW right now. <laughs> did you see him do the suck it picture? No, but did that's you tremendous the, if you did. did the crotch chop pick. <laughs> but that that's the issue right there. That's the booking issue right there. Mm-hmm. There's no story, there's no build, and all of a sudden you're having a mask versus career match. They don't even pull that bullshit in, in CMLL and Triple A. Like they, they built to those. No, I said that was a Triple A show. Okay, yeah. I knew him and Kenny wrestled, and they had a banger of a match. But Yeah, I do remember that now. That was, what, tri- Triple A Mania two years ago? I think so. Uh, yeah, right after he debuted. That, that August after he debuted. I feel like it's it's a work. I feel like Vance is going to leave. True, <laughs> and he's going to be something. He's not going to be in uh, Dark Order anymore. Who's in Dark Order anymore? Yeah. <laughs> Angman and anymore. Johnny Hungry. Anyway, like the only cool thing Andrade did was take a mask off during his entrance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. the entrance was pretty sweet though, with the suit. <laughs> That's and it. Yeah. I've never liked the the. Assistant dude with him, like that's never worked no, for me yeah. at all. Get all the assistants out of here. Yeah. Jose the assistant. I mean, you bring Stacy Kiba back as assistant. I'm all yeah, for. you bring bring real valets back, yeah. not uh, Jose and my man Marvez. Yeah, Marvez needs to just go back to commentary. I don't. <laughs> such a waste. They just you brought up the whole faction thing with Dark Order and who's in and who's out and everything else. Like, yeah, who is? There's a there's a lot of groups right now that I'm just scratching my head about, like like the firm bullshit they did last night with Morrissey. Did did he straighten his hair? 
Like, did he have the hairstylist straighten his hair before that interview? And he just stood there wrapping tape around his wrist. Like, how, how big of a roll of tape did you have to film that segment? And, like, and didn't have a match. <laughs> he's just a heavy right now. Ready just in case. Hey, he's just a heavy right now. Those, but you, you created a faction that said, this is the last time you'll see us together. <laughs> We're just together. getting needed. What? And then and then you go from that, and then you do War Joe. Well, wasn't War Joe with FTR? Like, why is he with Samoa Joe right now? And who are they taking on? And why yeah. are they like anybody? Just, why yeah, why are they a team? There's anybody. no reason for them to be a team. It's to get that Ring of Honor title some TV time that they don't have. Hey, there's marketing right there that they need to take advantage of. <laughs> <laughs> That title looks, doesn't look like a graphic that hey. should be popping up for a wrestling match. <laughs> Comment section's been on fire today. <laughs> yeah, it happened. Yeah, I, I, again, we again, it's 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 what are you? What do? There's no continuity to anything right now, and it's it's just it's not it's not good. It's just not good. So. It's because they're one Hogan down, so yeah. Brother, brother. <laughs> um, speaking of not good, NXT this week, oh, not good. Damn. I didn't see it. I saw the Steiner, <laughs> I saw the Steiner math promo on. That's the only thing I liked that. about it was that that was it. Just just that saying, that was all. Yeah, I, it's that we're not even going to spend time on the show this week. No. Um, for I'm me, looking for Brock, Halloween ha- Havoc matches, but none of the build was just... My, yeah. my question that I have for that for that promo, I can save till we do our Halloween Havoc predictions. Um, yeah. So, speaking of... <laughs> why are you giving that guy TV time? I have no idea. <laughs> Internet sensation. One yeah. video, this man is on everything. No reason. Because Tony's a mark. You can't even get a Pizza Hut promo. Just throw something in there. <laughs> Save 20% with Louis, uh, Luigi Pinto. <laughs> Tony Cohen is like Kevin Durant. He just stays on social media see what fans say. <laughs> promo code pepperoni. Uh, <laughs> Should have threw a shot out there and been like White Rabbit. <laughs> Why do I have a feeling this upcoming week whenever there's a Super Mario trailer that gets released that we're going to see Luigi Primo? I don't know. Yeah. There's Um, been good stuff on NXT the past couple weeks. Like uh, with the, I think with the matches, you know, with the introduction of a lot of the UK talent, mm -hmm. that's brought in some some fresh matchups, but actual good show from what I've watched overall now. No. Now before we get into Monday, well let's I guess we can start off with Monday night. Um because to me Raw was probably the the my favorite show of the week. Um which is saying something about the week if Raw was my favorite show. Yeah. But I, I thought top to bottom it was great wrestling. The couple things that I didn't like did not take up a lot of screen time and, and were not on the show long, so I didn't remember them 
all like that because they weren't there for a long time. Uh, and the wrestling overshadowed, you know, most of that that stuff that wasn't good. So I Raw for me, top to bottom, all three hours was was the best show of the week. Um, from that I agree. standpoint. I agree that it was the probably the show week of what I watched because I didn't watch everything, but it, to me it wasn't a good show. Like I was bored within the first hour. And just and I've said it before and I'll say it again. It's as good as as better as that's Robin has been getting with Triple H running it. It's just three hours is still killing it. Just you can't you we can't have that good show. Changing. No, it's not, and it won't. But it's just I don't know. I don't know how you can make Raw a good three hour watch again consistently. You can do the occasional episode because the first two weeks at Triple H was running and it actually wasn't bad for three hours. But like a consistent watch every week of three hours just isn't gonna happen. I think that's that that's a very large ask of anything, any show to run weekly for True. three hours. Mm-hmm. Besides like NFL football, football. that's gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be consistently good to watch every single week for three hours. Like I like said, I said last Monday, the first hour was great last Monday. I really enjoyed that because I thought, you know, they were trying to get you know those views, you know, before everybody definitely tuned into to football on Monday night. But this week I was just like I don't watch football, but it made me want to turn it off raw. Um, anybody, anybody catch the QR code? I did not Monday, click yes. on it, but you did. Okay, I, I had my TV trying to pause it on Dominic Mysterio for like a good <laughs> half an hour to get that that QR code. What was the What was the answer for that one? Oh, it just took you to a um a video of uh, yeah. you know, it was like a TikTok month. video. Little montage, yeah. Okay. I was watching like coordinates and and I was edit. watching uh uh Kenny and they were we were talking about it on there a little bit. Okay. It was just yeah, it was weird because it's like the video was cool, but it's like the coordinates like hinted at you know rabbits and and stuff, but it was just different. Different than what they've been putting out. Yeah. I didn't see what what last night's was though. I heard there was another one SmackDown, but it was somebody who ran down commentary for a minute with a sign. What is just like a quote? Okay. Off. So no QR code. Uh, I seen somebody on social media said fourteen eleven. Was that real? Like That's something fourteen eleven, uh, and that was in Bray's hat in one of his fun houses. Or I don't know if somebody photoshopped that or not. I'm playing around. I think that was the the date for. Their next show, okay, um, or their show in Kentucky, I do believe. All right, it'll be Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, they brought that up, but like I, I was looking on Monday night. It doesn't look like they have any shows in Kentucky coming up. <laughs> so it's like I didn't understand the Kentucky zip code. So Triple H talked about this this week about the the QR code stuff and everything else, and they they're going to incorporate this more moving forward as far mm-hmm. as like a, a marketing type deal uh, to promote storylines, returns, etc. Um, so this is not going to be the, this is not going to be the last time we see this be done from them moving forward. This um, is the most trending stuff I've seen on anything. It was, it was cool in NXT. It was cool in NXT. Cause you got you like surprise with return, like yeah. returns. Like that's how uh, Zoe Stark returned with, with the QR code. 
they gave you a little vignette for her and they had you just like question who's coming. Who did the countdown? Um, Someone did a countdown in NXT. Remember remember that one? Was that or, Dream? No, not a countdown. It was a battery. Someone had a battery. Was, that was it. It Ember Moon, I do believe. Is that Ember? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Ember was the, the battery or whatever. Um, yeah, I, don't, I mean, it's cool. It's like, it's... <laughs> I, I have a feeling it's going to be Charlotte. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if it is Charlotte, people are going to be pissed. I, I, want, I, I want that. I want it to be just somebody not be different. I need the internet meltdown. I mean, Bray is the obvious answer, yeah. right? And, so about and this is one of those things where it's like, if it's Bray, it's the obvious choice. And it's even whenever it's an obvious answer, it can still be entertaining. Correct. You know, it's like you're enjoying the ride, even though you think you know what the, the, the final it, destination is going to be, but you're enjoying the it's ride. It's obvious because of, of what? The dirt sheets. It's obvious because we're speculating, yeah. <laughs> and everybody's just playing. There's a rabbit. They had a rabbit. That's all we're working off of. <laughs> right. But it's like it's also with the. It's kind of like whenever they would do like the Undertaker vignettes, you know, like they did the, the outside rain, the lightning, and all that kind of stuff. It's like there's little things like that. It's just like you can speculate who it's going to be, but it's still enjoyable to get there and. I'm enjoying this right now. Even if it's Bray, like, cool. Like, I'll be happy Bray's back. But if it's somebody else, okay, we'll see what they do with that if it's somebody else, to, if it's going to be enjoyable. So speaking of, of enjoyable, now we got Extreme Rules coming up this this coming Saturday, and we're going to – we'll we'll do a prediction show either separately or we'll do it next week on the show live here um, Saturday morning. But Kenny, our boy Kenny from the call-up, tweeted out this week, um, so what do you think of the extreme rules stipulation so far? So not, not even factoring in who's wrestling in these matches, just the stipulations themselves, right? We have an extreme rules match, a strap match, a fight pit, a ladder match, and a Donnybrook match. Uh, Does any of that excite you? Everything except a stra- uh, strap match. Yeah. I am over strap matches. For the rest of my life now. <laughs> uh, the Donnie Brook match doesn't excite me, but the people that are in that match, I think, will make it fun. Yeah. Well, Donnie Brook is the same as an Extreme Rules match. It's just yeah. called a Donnie Brook. I think, to me, it's just going to be. We had this conversation last week. To me, it's going to be like Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville. That's what I'm expecting. Just for the Donnie Brook. Yeah. Like they'll be, they'll be barricades a, outside in barrels and yeah, like I'm yeah. just expecting over the top extreme rules for that mm-hmm. match because you're gonna have your serious extreme rules match with Ronda and Liv, so that's gonna be which won't get too extreme probably. So yeah. Donnie Brook would be the real extreme. Look, here's my here's my thing, and I, and I tweeted back to Kenny that I, I just like snooze and just. Ugh. The, these types of gimmick pay per views that we talk about all the time. So you're just adding stipulations to matches to fit the gimmick pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do anything. There's no reason, based on any of these feuds, for me to get excited about the stipulation being added to the match. Did you get there with Cross and Drew for it to be a strap match that, that, they, that they're so 
it's such a hated rivalry. It's such a bitter feud that they have to go into a strap match based on what previous strap matches have been. No. Bailey and Bianca for a ladder match for the title. What what is the what is the driving force to why they have to hang the belt above the ring for them to have a ladder match for it to be the title yeah. match? Could have been a cage You got the, the a cage match would fit better because yeah, you have you to keep the out. outside interference out, right? Yeah. yeah. The ladder match just to me says shenanigans are gonna happen to try to to get Bailey the title. The only stipulation that fits so far for me looking at the card is Riddle and Seth in the fight pit. Mm-hmm. But that's that's a story that's been told for how many months now, right? So you've built up to that. That makes sense. Everything that's another else match I would rather have a regular cage instead of a fight pit. Everything else on this card is just the stipulation to have a stipulation because you're doing a stipulation pay-per-view, and that's my problem with it. And they got away from this for a few years where not every match had a stipulation. There was like only a couple. Everybody complained about that. And people did complain about that. Um, so I'm I'm interested to in seeing how this works out with the stipulations, but I agree. I don't need every match to have a stipulation on that. Yeah, and Taekwon said it best. And it, I mean, it, it is what it is. It's the flaw of every given pay-per-view. <coughs> you, you don't, you know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't, it doesn't work. We're, we're past this as far yeah. as shows being run. I don't, we don't need the gimmicky pay-per-views no more. If you're going to do a pay-per-view once a month or once every six weeks, fine. I'm okay with that. But I don't need it to be tethered to a stipulation show. Like, it doesn't do everything. <laughs> Custody of Dawn match again, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree with that, Ty. You know, yeah, I, like, Lethal Lockdown didn't make sense at all because it's yeah. like, why is every match in the cage? Just to be different and put it on? Mm-hmm. Like, okay. And I liked when they got away from that and they just did one Lethal Lockdown on the pay-per-view instead of every match. Yeah, and Extreme, it, Rule, Extreme Rules doesn't fit. It, it hasn't fit in the PG era. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping well, that we get away, we like, you, like you said, it. With, the, with these types of gimmick pay-per-views. So what I don't need an Elimination Chamber having its own pay-per-view. Just do the match when it fits. Same with Hell in a Cell. Just do TLC. the match when it fits. TLC, yeah. And I think this year they're actually not doing the TLC pay-per-view, but mm. right now there's nothing scheduled for December. But you have two pay-per-views in November, and then you have two in January as well. So, what two so yeah, that's just... Oh, the day uh, one. Day one, and then Rumble. And Rumble, okay. Oh, they're doing day one again? Yep, yeah. Back in Atlanta again, so apparently that's going to be Atlanta's every year. Goldberg will be back. So that'll be, probably be on a Sunday because New Year's Day is on a Sunday coming up. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's 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 my whole issue, Kenny, is it's it, – you're just giving me matches with stipulations because you have to fit a stipulation pay-per-view. That's a gimmick pay-per-view where none of these feuds, Sands 1 is – to the point, called. <laughs> yeah, call it broken rules, whatever. Like this is like. At least you're getting feuds, though. <laughs> <laughs> rules. At least they're all based off feuds. 
And and I will say that even though some of the feuds that are on the, the pay-per-view are shorter, just recently started, I, I will agree with you there, Jason. Mm-hmm. So if if we're gonna get the triple H pay-per-views where we're we're running stories and feuds and building to culminations at a pay-per-view like it used to be done. I, okay, great. I, I can I can buy into that. But get away from the gimmicks, please. Like it, it's it's overdone. It's not needed. And it doesn't it doesn't help the show at all because it pigeonholes the workers into having to do something specifically for the stipulation that they're having. Yeah. And we so after Extreme Rules next week, then we got like a month build up to Crown Jewel. And then after that, just a couple of weeks for Survivor Series. Well, they're, they're like, starting Crown Jewel build up uh, this week on Raw with Logan and Roman. So I believe it's on Raw. It's on SmackDown. It's one of those two this week, the face to face. So they're already kicking that off six weeks ahead of time. Yeah, I mean, they started with the press conference, what, two weeks ago. So like building up for that. But I mean, if you're going to be doing this, you know, War Games match at Survivor Series for men and women, you got to start a feud soon. I just I don't want to see that get hot shotted right after Crown Jewel, and I don't want it to be damage control and Oscar, Alexa, and Bianca. Yeah. We didn't see this match how many times? Yeah, that that's and that, that and again that that goes to the gimmick, right? Like if you're gonna have war games, don't don't force me into a war games. Like build it so I go. We need to have a war games match yeah. for this. Yeah, like exactly. get me excited based on the story for the match, not just, oh, it's a War Games match, let me be excited. No, I flip it around. I want to be excited based off of the story and the feud that builds to the War Games match itself. Because I like it, and like Triple H said, this is an evolution of Survivor Series, and I think it's a good evolution with this, doing something different there, getting you excited for a pay-per-view that most people think is a forgettable pay-per-view now. But let's not evolve it from Survivor Series to calling it War Games every year, and we have a War Games match every year. True. Like, let's not evolve it to that point because (laughs) you could see it doing that, and that's just not that. That's not good for the for the course either. Um, Anything else, WWE? Because because I just real quick because I did like whenever they brought in the Elimination Chamber for Survivor Series, the first one that year. It's like I thought that was a good change up for it. So yeah, changing things up every now and then with the event is a good thing to to get people excited for for the event. All right, anything else? Um, no. All right, um, we got to debate this this week. Um, this came out of a tweet uh, from Dassey da- from uh, Chris Bay. Um, Impact tweeted tweeted out um, here. So let's throw it up and get into it. Attitude Era versus Ruthless Aggression Era. And let me pull up his exact tweet so that way you know the parameters for the debate. Mm-hmm. Um, if I saved it off, I sent it in the group text. Hold on. Pull back the, the post, the pre-production meeting here. <laughs> um, all right. So Chris Bay tweeted out. Also, Ruthless Aggression Era was better than the Attitude Era from a quality standpoint, and it's not even close. So quality standpoint. By that, I mean quality of matches standpoint? Yeah, what do you mean? It's vague. 
Yeah. Quality of rest. Like, what is it? There's not enough criteria in that statement. Mm -hmm. So for this for (laughs) this debate itself, let's just go off of the quality of wrestling between the two eras. His statement is the ruthless aggression era was better than the attitude era. If you're going by length of time, the attitude era was roughly 97 to 2002. Ruthless aggression era was from 2002 to 2008. And so, where do you where do you where do you consider the ruthless aggression era to start? Do you consider it June 2002 when Vince McMahon said the words ruthless aggression, or I consider ruthless aggression right whenever the draft happened? So April 1st, 2002 is whenever I consider Ruthless Aggression started. I consider Ruthless Aggression from when John Cena walked in the ring and screamed in Kurt Angle's face, Ruthless Aggression. That's what I was thinking. It sounds about right, yeah. yeah. That's where I would put the, the flagpole from a starting off point. Um, so June 2002. June 2002. So... Quality uh, quality of matches, I mean, it gets better as time goes on. So you can't – I don't know if you can judge that. I, uh, ruthless aggression there. The, the beginning of the draft and, like, the first year or so of that era was rough. It was real rough. Like, Raw was unwatchable at that point. For me, SmackDown was the show that I watched because it was more entertaining, just in more matches were enjoyable, where Raw, I would tune in, just nothing. Like, there was no enjoyment whatsoever. It's like, to me, Ruthless Aggression Era is just... Enjoyment, I enjoyed the Attitude Era a lot more than a lot of the Ruthless Aggression Era, but as it went on, it did progress and get better. <coughs> so was was Heyman SmackDown 6, was that Ruthless Aggression Era? Yes. I mean, the matches that they were putting on. But that's, yeah, SmackDown was the show to watch whenever Heyman was running it. So quality, quality wise, you know, that not saying that there weren't bangers in the Attitude Era because there's, there's, there, there definitely was memorable matches. Um, I'd, for me, I could see that if someone started with Ruthless Aggression, then went back to Attitude, like watch some of that, maybe I could see why. That's probably he's a young yeah. guy. <clears throat> probably how it went. No, but coming off the attitude era and getting into ruthless aggression, yeah, there there were some hiccups there. It see, was, this it is was, it was rebuilding. It was almost a rebuilding era. See, this is tough for me because I think I only watched two years of ruthless aggression before I took my long hiatus from wrestling. Mm-hmm. So it was hard to say for me was the wrestling good because I wasn't watching wrestling then. Mm-hmm. But from what I noticed from the era, for me, I'm a story-based person. And to me, the Attitude Era only had two stories for me that I really enjoyed. You know, this is me back in high school, like junior high and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think the higher power one, because that kept me hooked in interest, that and um, who ran over Stone Cold. Like, those two stories really mm-hmm. hooked me there. Because everything back in the Attitude Era was like, you know, what, what they said, Howard Stern this and that, oh, show me the puppies, you know, yeah. something for like well, adolescent I mean, that was, boys. That Jerry was, Springer, uh, yeah, 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 Jerry Springer type. But when I look back at it now, the wrestling there was terrible. I mean, you had a couple of good matches, but the wrestling was bad when you look at it now. 
I think so it was the more ruthless aggression era. From what I noticed, like the stories were better. I'm guessing the wrestling was better. So for me, I would probably say story wise, for me, ruthless aggression was better than the Attitude Era. I think Attitude had more entertainment, but I hated more characters in the Attitude Era. So I'll go ruthless aggression. I think larger than life character wise, Attitude Era wins hands down. Um the the shock and awe just throw everything under the sun booking that Russo was doing back then. Um and you know Vince and their, both Vince's and that like it fit the times, it was it was culturally relevant. Um it led to the biggest boom era in, in wrestling. Mm-hmm. You had you know, arguably some of the biggest stars in wrestling history come out of that Attitude Era itself. But I think if you go back and you look at it and you put the two next to each other from an in-ring, in-ring work-wise, as far as what will stand up the test of time, match for match, I would give it to the Ruthless Aggression Era. So You had... Because you had a lot of those attitude era stars that were in the ruthless aggression era, in the ruthless yeah. aggression era, and they were more in the prime of their career, you know. So they had more experience under their belt and were having a lot better matches than probably what they did have in the attitude era, like a Kurt Angle. All right. All right. So that's this week's debate. This hit us up on social media. Let us know which which era you choose as far as quality of wrestling. Whichever one had Bret Hart in it, got to go. What's that? What is that? Whichever one had Bret Hart in it, got to go. Attitude era. <laughs> All right. He wasn't even waiting that long. Let's go. Chug, 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 chug. All right. This week's Drink of the Week is brought to you by Four Seasons Brewing Company, founded in 2012 out of Latrobe, PA. Ooh, it's called Monkey Business. It's an ale with strawberries and bananas. Strawberries, okay. I didn't know that had strawberries in it. Seven point six percent alcohol by volume. Smells good. I don't like smell. Not really smelling strawberries or bananas in it, but hard to smell with uh clogged up nose but yeah. trying definitely smelling the ale okay mm-hmm. I think we're gonna differ on this one uh, hmm. I hate this kind of beer but it's 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 going down it's not it's not as bad as I expected it to be. There's, I think, it, there's I think definitely, this is a swing and a miss for me. So there's definitely something there. Okay. Like, I don't know. Like it, it has a flavor to it, but like. I'm not tasting bananas. I think I'm getting the strawberry, but I'm not getting bananas. Because I'm getting like a tart, something tart. 
And I think yes. that's going to be the strawberries. I, it, to me, <laughs> I think it's a, it's a, it's a good, it's a drinkable beer. Um, it's not real heavy. There's a little, there's a little bite, little kick to it. Like I feel a little burn, uh, which I wasn't expecting. Like you know, I mean, it is seven point six percent alcohol, but that's not overpowering. It, yeah, it's not overpowering, but I, I would, I would give this like a steady Eddie grade. I, I'd go two and a half on this. Would would I pick it up again? No. If I'm if I if I'm at a you know a beer tasting event, would I bring it for people to try? As like just you know a random pick them up beer to put out there. I, yeah, I would add this into that rotation to see what people like and don't like about it. Um, but I'm not going to go to the beer distributor specifically to look for this beer to buy it myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me. At first taste, it tasted good, but then every taste after that, with a couple of the beers, it just started dropping in status until it's like really, really tart, like Chris said. So I give it a two. Yeah, the tart you would think would be more like if it was like cherry. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Not really expecting that from strawberries. Jason chugged it. Well, he chugs every beer. It doesn't mean he enjoyed it. Yeah. It went down. It went down smoother than I expected. So I'll give it a two five. I, I wouldn't pick it up if you gave it to me. I'd be like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll have another." I'm get, slightly getting the banana, not a lot. It's definitely the, the tartness. Whenever I smelled it in, in the first taste, all I got was the ale, the basic ale. Like I wasn't picking up anything else. Uh, after a couple sips, I picked up on that tartness from the strawberry. Getting a little banana now, but not really a whole lot. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm getting the burn, slight burn from, like you said, Steve, from that 7.6, but which I wouldn't expect either at that percentage. But for me, swing and a miss. It's to me mostly it's a basic ale. I'm giving it a one. I think I would pour this into a glass and let it sit for a minute or two, and then go back to try it to see if it tastes different than drinking it out of the can. Okay. Um, but yeah, it not. Not overly impressed with it. So. <laughs> and that's how we're going to end the drink of the week segment this week. <laughs> All right, this week in sports, obviously the big topic is the concussion situation with Tua Tungavailoa, the quarterback from the Dolphins. Uh, Sunday looked to appeared to be concussed, although all reports from himself and the team and independent neurologists and everything else said that he didn't have a concussion and that you know it was a, a back injury where. Something seized up in his back, causing him to stumble and fall over in the game. If you're just a novice looking at it, do look like he had a concussion, right? Like, yes, textbooks definition pictures of what a concussion would look like from somebody on the field. Okay, they turn around and they play Thursday night against the Bengals, second quarter, throws it out there, 
smacked down to the ground and immediately seized up fingers every day. It was an ugly scene. Uh, one of the, I would say one of the sports injuries where I like looked away the most, like watching it in real time. I think, you know, like I think back to when Jason Kendall broke his ankle on first base, that was like gruesome and nasty. Um, <laughs> that's what he did. He, he seized like everything seized up. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, but it, it, it's come out, you know, he's fine. Everything, all movement and, and all this other stuff and his extremities and everything, he, you know, he's back in the testing and whatnot. But Chris Nowinski, former pro wrestler whose career ended from concussions, kind of just went in hard yeah. on the NFL um, and talked about second <laughs> impact syndrome and everything else. I don't know what you do in that situation. It, you know, if the, the player says he's fine and he passes all tests and it's team doctor approved and it's independent neurologist approved and everything else, like, I don't know what's the right situation there to say, okay, you've passed everything. Your baselines read normal. Everything's good. You have no other lingering symptoms of anything that would suggest the concussion and all that but we're still going to sit you out of this game on Thursday. Like, I don't know when and how you make that call. Like, does it, does it just end there Sunday or do they just keep, do they keep running testing to make sure? So they have the, they have the baseline test right there during the game. Right. And supposedly he went through all that at halftime on Sunday and, Mm -hmm. and passed everything, which is why he was able to come back into the game from there he would enter the concussion protocol. Well, no, he wouldn't have entered the concussion protocol because he didn't have a concussion. concussion. Yeah. So like, unless he's coming to them with lingering symptoms or saying, I'm feeling this and that. They just cleared him. They just like, they cleared him. (laughs) And I mean, if you watch the game on Thursday, he came out first drive, goes six to seven down the field, they kick a field goal. Like he looked normal. Normal. Like, Mm -hmm. but the minute he got slammed down to the ground and and seized up, it, it led to why is he out there? He shouldn't have been playing. This is ridiculous. This is what's wrong with the NFL. Like the just everybody and anybody came yeah. out. I don't. It's a it's a it's a very thin <laughs> fine line for me. So but do I don't. You, I don't yeah, do you do the? Because if you even pass all the tests, the initial test. I mean, are you concerned about long term effects with it? Like. I don't know. Maybe no. you sit him out the next game just as a precaution. So this hits home a little different for us here in Pittsburgh because we dealt with this with Sidney Crosby for a good portion of his career and the lingering effects, the multiple concussions, back-to-backs, missing extended period of time. And I heard Pat McAfee and A.J. Hawk and him talking about this prior to the Thursday night game on Pat McAfee's show. Concussions, mm-hmm. it's it's not a black and white thing. I can have a concussion based off of me falling down and hitting my head. But Chris, you fall down and hit your head the same exact way that I did. You may not have a concussion. Mm -hmm. Jason, you may get up and think that you don't have a concussion, but three days later you can't stand light and you're throwing up everywhere. You know what I mean? Donald, you're great. You can run a marathon. No problem. And you keep it moving. So like it, (laughs) 
it's something that's completely different with everybody. And then, you know, you go into, well, how truthful are these guys answering the baseline test to set the baseline? Are they tanking it to game the system to be able to pass it whenever they're asked the questions? It's just, I don't really know what they can do or can't do and how they move forward. Um, the NFL is allegedly investigating it, and we'll see if anything comes everybody. out from it. And NFLPA is investigating also. Yeah, like I, mm-hmm. I don't know, but it was it was an ugly sight. And yeah, I mean that's what you worry about the most. You you fall down, you hit your head, you're obviously stumbling, and then four days later you're out <coughs> playing a game that's a violent sport, and you get slammed on your head again. That's what the question this, I want to. What does this do moving forward? Question I want to ask you now: If the game wasn't played on Thursday, but say the game was played on Sunday, would everybody still be in a firestorm about this? Not as later. much. I don't think as much. <laughs> so concussions is black and white. I, I mean, it's honestly like. I mean, I've had a con- I've had a couple of concussions playing sports growing up, and mm-hmm. you know I've been knocked unconscious. You know I've woken up and not realized where I was. I've had to stay up all night before, like, and it and it's and it's been in playing different sports too. It's not just you know football or rugby. Um, you know the the more physical contact sports. Um, but yeah, I I don't know, man. It's such a it's such a I don't think it's as easy as black and white as Taekwon said there, because it it's different for everybody. Like I said, you don't know when you're gonna have system symptoms, when they're gonna develop, what impacts you, how long they linger for. I think it was amplified to your point, Jay, though, that they played Thursday night and it happened Thursday night, three days later, four days later, right? But because um, of that situation, like you're saying, it's different for everybody. Shouldn't you at least put them on maybe like a week long protocol just in case, just just to watch? And it, but again, that goes back to the original here, question: here. If, yeah. if I'm passing everything in, yeah, why you all my me? tests are yeah. all my tests are clear. I, the team doctor cleared me. The independent neurologist cleared me. I have no lingering symptoms. I'm good. You don't have them that day, though. Doesn't mean you might not have them the next couple of days. Somebody in the system so you're smart enough to go back and check just to make sure, run run more tests. And did they do that? We don't know if they did that or not. Like we we have no idea if they did that or not going into the Thursday night game. So and they're all about like you know this season and the the preseason they were using the the special padding helmets. So they're saying that you know they're trying to be more conscious of this type of stuff, but. Then you're actually in it, and you're just doing business as usual. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. And, yeah, you know. And with CTE not being able to be, you know, recognized until after you pass away, like you never. I don't know. We and we've seen it in in pro wrestlers. We've seen it, you know, boxers, NFL. Like it, it's out there in in just about every single sport. Mm-hmm. Um, with the potential to hit your head, so I got a concussion from drinking. <laughs> Shit happens. I'm, I remember that. It's a hard thing, sport man. I'm, I remember that. That's right. Uh, Aaron Judge hit his 61st home run to tie Roger Maris, <laughs> and the fan dropped the ball. Literally, how do you drop that ball? 
<laughs> That's why he's a fan and not a player. Did somebody else pick it up? No, no, it, no, went, it went to the bullpen. Good bullpen. You had the you had the 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 Powerball winning lottery ticket and mm-hmm. just gone. Um, I don't know if you like. Do you ever bounce back from that? If you're that fan that dropped that ball, is that something that you like? Can you even bounce back from that, knowing that if you would have caught that ball, you would have had at least a million dollars in your bank account? At People least. still talk about fans years later. So. If I'd have caught it, I'd have threw it back. You're one of them fans. And not, not as a hater. You had me rolling gardener it. I'd have, I'd have threw it back because it's it's part of history. Classy man. Yeah, no need for me to profit off of it. It's part of history. Yeah, up, up and up. I'm cashing man, I would have right been on there on eBay. <laughs> cashing in. Right there on eBay, boy. Cashing in. So, yeah. So, and then the debate again, which we talked about last week who's the true home run king? What's the record? Is it, you know, all that came into account, you know. Swinging Sammy Sosa. God. <laughs> That's who my. He has, he has what, six six games left to break it? Right? Throw all four, balls. Four or six games? Something, something like, like that. Yeah. Um, what, do, what do you think they're going to do? Are they going to do something like that? Like every time he comes up, or are they going to do see it. what happens? <laughs> I do it just to piss him off. Yeah. We'll see. Um, they had that last week. When they broke in on him during uh, college football games, that people were pissed. Oh, you're uh, Chicago. Oh, the Bartman game. Yep. They still that, one. <laughs> that one's different because it wasn't game seven to go to the World Series. Um, it was, yeah. you know what yeah, I mean? Don't get like, me started on that. Was <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't game seven to go to the World Series. So, is that dude still alive? Yeah, Someone, yeah. Uh-huh. he came out of hiding. Chicago didn't take him down. <laughs> that was one of the better thirty for thirties that that ESPN. That was did. a good one. It was the bar? That was a good I one. Watch yeah. that one, yeah. Um, yeah that was yeah. good. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I, that's just sickening to think that you had you know a million plus ready to go and you you butterfingered <laughs> it and couldn't couldn't hold on to the ball, um, and now you don't get any payday. This is what it is. So. All right. Um, I was in there at home, like story of my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> story of my life. Yep. Uh, some uh, good college matchups this week as far as top 25 matchups head to head. NC State and Clemson play tonight. That's number 10 versus number five. You have um, Baylor and Oklahoma State, which is number nine versus 16. Um, Florida State plays Wake, which isn't a ranked matchup, but that's a that's a good game on the slate. So there's, there's yeah, they said that. Today. Yeah, they said that one was twenty three versus twenty two. Yeah, so that that's that's a, that's on the three thirty. Um, that's about so yeah, it. Good, good college mm-hmm. slate, not not like overly impressive this week, but there's definitely some games to watch tomorrow. Again, back to the usual NFL <sighs> being king. Steelers playing the Jets. We'll Back to the usual. <laughs> if the Steelers lose this game, just just it, this has to be a get right game. You got to come out and put points on the board, and you got to move the ball methodically down the field. The Jets defense stinks, um, so yeah, you, you got to come up. It's going to be nasty. It'll be raining. It'll be it'll be chilly, cold. So we'll see how Heinz Field turf holds up uh, from the grass standpoint, but. 
Who? You got you got to get right there. Um. So if the Steelers lose, then it's let's go Pens Monday morning. <laughs> well, yep they're they're back at it. They uh, regular season kicks off soon, doesn't it, Chris? I think uh, not this upcoming week, the following week. So I heard your preseason, preseason hasn't been going good. Mm-mm, it hasn't been. I don't. I mean, it's I don't pay too much. It's yeah. preseason though, you know. Yeah, they don't always play everybody, just like football, you know. So yeah. Shout out to uh, Latane, Crosby, and Malkin, the uh, longest tenure trio in sports ever, coming into their 17th year together. Um, So shout out to them. So we'll Uh, get the typical with them. Start off slow, hot in the middle. (laughs) When it gets to the end of the season, starts starts slowing down in the playoff just – Shit the bed. <laughs> Honestly, hey, that's they, what I'm expecting. It's the for, you keep it's the you, formula. You, you keep the formula, and that's <laughs> all I'm expecting. So we'll see what the season brings. Hopefully, if they if they do make it into the playoffs this year, which I I think they should make it into the playoffs this year, I, no, they I just have want, consistently made the playoffs, and that's all you want out of the first round. That's all you need. I want them to be I want them to be healthy for a seven game series in the playoffs. That would be nice. Why, why does Mitch Trubisky look like he always has sun in his ass? <laughs> because he looks lost. That's why. Because <laughs> he doesn't know how to read a defense. It's unbelievable. Yeah, he looks lost. Is that it's it's every time it showed him on the sideline, like he looks dumbfounded. Like what the hell's going on? That's Mitch. That's what you get. Um, go blue, Michigan. Hey, tough game in Iowa. They Iowa always plays Michigan well in Iowa today, Dave. So I don't know. You may want to uh, hold on to your seat for that one because that may be an upset brewing there. Um, although Iowa's offense is putrid, and I yeah. don't <laughs> expect them to move the ball at all on Michigan's defense. But in Kinnick, you never know. Um, there, there's been crazier upsets before in Kinnick Stadium. Uh, look back at Iowa beating Ohio State there a couple years ago. So, yeah, um, that's all I got sports-wise. Anybody got anything else? Ooh, <laughs> from a Bears fan, you're welcome. Uh, you, you, you're batting a thousand, man. You just, <laughs> you're a CM Punk fan, a Bears fan, and a Michigan fan. The best thing about you yeah. is that you like a team from Michigan. So, um... <laughs> uh, that's all I can be said about that. All right, I'm good at sports. Let's get into one guy. Yeah. All right, last week coming off of video game movie franchises, the top two most voted were Tomb Raider and Resident Evil. Resident what do we think? Resident Evil. Resident Resident Evil. So the fans agreed with you guys. Dave, so, I see I seen your post, Dave. We might have to use that one. Yep. Yeah. There was there was some uh there's some clarification needed, um, even though we stated the the, the clarifying aspect <laughs> last week, but apparently it didn't come off as well as it should have. So um, he's also a Red Wings fan. Yeah, they, that Red Wings. Oh, geez, you're just no wonder why you need a couch session. You're a Bears fan and a Red Wings fan. <laughs> and probably deep dish pizza is the number one type of pizza. So this this week's one got to go. Um, I said this over to Chris, and his his reaction was priceless. Um, 
So we're we're in the October with Halloween and everything else and, and all that, but that's not the reason why I chose the, the this <coughs> this particular topic. I feel like kids today, some of the shit that they do is because they weren't traumatized enough whenever they were younger. They didn't they didn't have like their their hearts broken or or seen stuff that that really like impacted them and, and hit them to their core to where they you know really understood the ramifications of things that could happen. So with that being said, Chris, if you want to throw it up. Most traumatizing death in an animated kids movie. All these happened with movies when we were kids. And what they do? Traumatize the hell out of us. Maybe not so much for option B there, because that's a newer franchise. However, if you see this as a kid, you're a little traumatized. Start questioning things. Start looking at stuff differently. You have appreciation for life. Kids today don't have an appreciation for life. They just go out there and shoot each other up for no goddamn reason. Wow. Just like Kennywood last week. Damn. So you want to get you want to nip that in the butt early? Sit them down, play one of these four movies, and let them be traumatized. And maybe they'll appreciate life a little bit better instead of running out there and just picking up a gun and shooting each other on the weekend. My rant's over. Let's get into real. This. Yeah, it did. <laughs> I don't even want to pick this now. Playing a fun game and um, Littlefoot mothers stayed. I think that was the first one. Didn't cry, but it was sad. Mufasa definitely bawled my eyes out. I think that was the first time I actually realized. Um, Bambi's mom I never seen. Uh, so you never seen Bambi, or you just didn't pay attention to that part of the? Movie? I probably didn't pay attention. I probably never even seen Bambi. I mean, what, what year was that? Seventy two. Baby was a lot earlier than that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, I'm at the. I, I seen how uh, how I train your dragon too late in life, so that didn't that didn't affect me much. So B got to go. Okay, I might have wow. put beta or Taekwon uh, for emojis oh, in here. We'll, we'll get that. We'll we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, three of these. You know, I've seen one of them. I haven't. I'm sure you can probably guess which one. Yeah. Uh, Bambi's mom dying. That was the OG. You know, that's the original uh, cartoon that just got you. Mufasa, that's not going anywhere. And that's what that's the one that I said to Steve. Like, surprise, surprise. Bring Mufasa back on the list. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Lil Fitz's mother. All that. I've never seen any of the How to Train Your Dragons. So oh, good. just... Good. Great, for that, great franchise. I, I'm taking great franchise of movies. Yeah, just for that reason, I all all other three, you know, definitely hit me. So B can go. Uh, a and C are staying, and I'm sorry, but uh, what is it, Stocky? It, it, it's been so oh, long since, yeah, it, it's been so long since I watched that with the kids. But yeah, that had some feels in it too, Mufasa. Man, who cares about Mufasa? I was scrolling all the way. all the way. Scroll all the way. He's going to be that guy. Scar all the way. You know, you hate the knee guy. all the way. Yeah. We literally have Uncle Scar on this show. Mr. Sidney, you hate email. all the way. Yep. My claws were in his hands and I threw him off the cliff. Yes. What? Yeah. Mufasa got to go. So do you. Mufasa is one of the most that's one of the most memorable it was memorable 
It was Instead that of the whole rest of the movie, the redemption, the comeback, like claiming of- your your place. <laughs> just oh. I can't believe you just did that to Mufasa. That's unbelievable. Mufasa yeah. to me is like Optimus Prime, not needed. Wow. What? Not and needed. they're coming out with a Mufasa how not, movie. How is he's coming he out with a prequel? Needed. Not needed. He's not needed. He was born it sets in the entire movie. I tell you, yeah. like it's, 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 that's the whole premise of the movie. <laughs> Good. What's the premise of the movie? Yeah, but I hate it. That's cool. Did everybody do a good job of it? But damn it, I liked it. Did you pick Steve? No, I'm going. To, I'm okay. going to right now. Mufasa and Stoic for me are are not going anywhere. Oh, um, now Mufasa can stay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Mufa, they're not they're not going off this list um again it, those two hit a little closer to home for me because i lost my dad whenever i was nine so those because they're dads they they hit a little closer to me stoked damn their setup he was around the entire first movie um the relationship between him and hiccup there's just so many things that go into it and then as you're watching that scene and you and you see Hiccup realize that his father is actually dead and how that hits it, oh, it's just, it's gripping. It's gripping drama. Mufasa, yeah, like I said, that's not going anywhere. Bambi's mom versus Littlefoot's mother. So I will never forget watching Land Before Time with my sister and her bawling her eyes out when Littlefoot's mother died. Just won't forget it. Image it's burned into my head as Did you like have the as little Land Before Time puppet from Pizza Hut too while you're watching the movie. Oh, absolutely <laughs> tremendous! Um, they need to start bringing those types of toys back. We we talked about the lunch pails with with McDonald's for yeah. Halloween. They need to start bringing that stuff back. So because of that image, um, and I felt Littlefoot's mother dying more in Land Before Time than Bambi's mom. I'll get rid of Bambi's mom in Bambi. Who was your first TV death? TV? TV. Did I rem- Just movie TV. Did I remember? Yeah. Uh, little Littlefoot's mom. Littlefoot? Yeah, did I remember. Like I the I'll first go. one that I remember? Yeah. It was either Apollo Creed or uh, Radio Raheem. I can't answer because I watched horror movies when I was a kid, so that was like three fourths of the cast. They're not relatable. <laughs> you can't relate to those characters. Like the cast. They just showed up and died. You didn't. You didn't get story behind them. You get a background, yeah, and that's was, exactly why he got rid of Mufasa. It's it was, it was either, a quarter of the movie. You know, not need it. It was probably it was either Mufasa or Land Before Time, but I'm probably gonna go Land Before Time because that that came out before, so. Yeah. And, no, and again, I, I went with, I went with animated because there were other options for for non animated no. kids movies where deaths. Um, and we but just had the never ending story talk a couple of weeks ago, so you know you could have put a trail on there. Um, I'll tell you the one TV death that got me that it's one of those episodes that I that I still have a hard time watching is real. You know, a, a real death was the episode eight simple rules when John Ritter died. That's just. Well, that's because he passed away in real life. Yeah, like made it. That made it hit more. Like, you know, um, yeah. When that when that happens, it it makes it a little bit harder to bear because you realize that that person, not just the character, is no longer around. Um, All right, so we got some comments on. Oh yeah, we got some coffee. (laughs) Bambi can go. go. He's young. Says Bambi's mom is just hilarious at this point. (laughs) 
I need ages with these with these quotes. I need ages with these comments. <laughs> I agree with you, Steve, that you gave the whole movie to connect with uh, yeah, like the Dragon. Just, yeah. And I mean there's father son relationship dynamic. There's a whole a whole look look thing that I, goes into either that. Like, either Taquan has kids or he's or he's young. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Stick with the basically, basically man. Stick through with the movie. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> this That's is great. <laughs> <laughs> I felt more bad about that than the Blue Foster died. I, I agree with with Dave on this. I wonder if kids even watch Bambi these days. No, they don't watch Bambi's. They got traumatize your kids. They'll have you a great movies. It's rough. I mean, you got it's on Disney Plus, I'm sure. So, I mean, something they could watch, but I don't know if they, they go back and watch the old stuff. They need the CGI deaths. Okay, Dave, with the Walking Dead references. <laughs> All right, that's this week's one. Gotta go. Hit us up on social media. Let us know which one gotta go. And with that being said, let's uh, get into final thoughts. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in to episode 105 of the Dumb Marks podcast. Make sure that you go on all our social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, at Dumb Marks Pod. Like, subscribe, follow us. Especially over on our YouTube channel. Head over there and uh, subscribe. Get notifications when we go live each week. Uh, our podcast is available on all your favorite po- podcast platforms. For all the links and more, visit dumbmarkspod.com. And head over to our uh, Pro Wrestling Tees store, prowrestlingtees.com slash dumbmarkspod. Support the merch so we can actually get some excitement for the show. Get, get those uh, confetti cannons for next year's birthday celebration. You guys have anything before we wrap things up today? Um, it was announced last night on SmackDown, um, the passing of WWE Hall of Famer and New Japan pro wrestling founder, Antonio Inoki had passed away. Um, had a few deaths this week. Yeah. What, I mean, when you talk about importance in pro wrestling as a whole, not just like American based pro wrestling, Mm -hmm. but pro wrestling as a whole. Anoki is on the Mount Rushmore of importance to pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, not only fans was, might not understand, but right, yeah. I mean, him with Muhammad Ali was was like must see sell out mm-hmm. stuff back in the day before that. You know, that was before the that was before like the WrestleMania one with Mister T, yeah. and uh, you know what I mean. Like it it transcended. It transcended everything, honestly. Like sport as a whole, it was pro wrestler versus professional boxer, and who was going to win, and the showmanship between the two, and just everything he did for pro wrestling, but also what he did as a politician and and as a human being, and the the lives he's impacted. Um, you know, rest in peace to a a, a, a true trailblazer in so many ways. Um, like you said, Chris, that may not get the the respect and the the reverence that he deserves because it's not an American based figurehead. Um, I, I remember whenever he went in the WWE hall of fame a few years ago, people just didn't get it. And it's like, uh, that's the nice thing, at least with WWE, whenever they do these video packages and stuff, and hopefully they do one this week for him to, to showcase because he deserves it. 
Yeah, and it came it came across real time live on air. So mm-hmm. um, you know, that was a little little rushed, a little difficult. Glad to see that they were able to get a graphic up for it. But um yeah, like you said, it, it's definitely something that that needs a, a much brighter light shined upon it, given everything that that he meant yeah. to to the pro wrestling world and culture as a whole, especially in Japan. Yeah, yeah, an unofficial WWE champion too. You know, back in the day, you had some of those title changes that never became official just because of where they happened and the way they happened, but. Right. A couple other quick hitters for me. Um, tonight over in London, the IWGP Tag Team Championship match, FTR versus Aussie Open, uh, taking place at Crystal Palace Indoor Arena. That's going to be a banger of a match. Um, so just we'll, we'll further solidify FTR as being Tag Team of the Year from that standpoint. And then the last quick hitter that I have um, for all you Cobra Kai fans out there, uh, there is officially Cobra Kai special coffee is now available. Um, so it is a light roast um, and it's brought to you by hero, which stands for help everyone remain operational. A light right. roast. I thought there was no mercy in Cobra Kai for kids. Hey. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm definitely going to order a bag. of this just to have a bag of Cobra Kai coffee. So, and Kenny, yeah. You gonna drink Kenny, it? Or? If you're still, uh, yeah, I'm gonna drink it for sure. Um, Kenny, if you're still on, we're set something up this week. So figure out what your schedule is. <laughs> hey, <laughs> be the. Um, I can't even put that comment up. Yeah, we Jeez, oh, man. <laughs> unbelievable. You hit us with one of these once a week where we just pause and can't get through where we're at in the show because it's common. Um, but yeah, I'm going to purchase it just because I'm a cover time mark. So we'll see there. Um, all right. Anybody got anybody got anything else? We can't top that. Nah. This, this is very true. Um Let's see here. Where do I want to go with quote of the week this week? Um, let's see here. Let's hit you with a little, little. Give you some positivity. We'll do a little positivity. We'll do a little positivity here. People do not decide their futures. They decide their habits. And their habits decide their futures. People do not decide their futures. They decide their habits. And their habits decide their futures. May your habits lead you to a future filled with prosperity, wealth, health, Etc. 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 Thanks for tuning in this week. And with that being said, I'm a Mark. You're a Mark. Telemark. And until next time, y'all can catch us around the way.